I have always been a romantic. I have always dreamed of, and I believe everyone has desired to have deep love. Everyone wants love. Whether they want to admit it or not, everyone wants love. And so that was me since I was a little girl. And, and I believed all of the, the things about around freedom and how it's going to be taken away. And as I fell in love or, you know, completely gave myself to, my, to the love of my life, Caduce, uh, I started feeling very, very free. And because it's the first relationship that I have been myself, and it's what you're talking about, it's that authenticity that, that really brings that freedom. And what that has done is completely activated the wild side <laughs> of me. And because there is now like a, a barrier of safety, kind of, if you want to call it that, around my relationship, like that's what it feels like. That's what we talk about because we are married now. It's a commitment that we take very seriously. And so within that, I, I guess you can call it structure around I feel so free inside of that circle. Your lifelong passions, dreams, and aspirations. Your joys and creative spurs. Your femininity. Your success. All in one place. This is Girl Skill with your host, Anna Rova. Hello, hello, and welcome to another amazing episode of Girl Skill. I've realized that I need to stay energized to be infusing all of you with my positive energy. <laughs> and today, again, we have an amazing episode coming up. Um, and I just wanted to share some exciting news from, for, with you at the time of this recording, which is October, um, middle of October. And some of you might know that I'm already in Australia settling down. Everything's really dramatic. I'm like at 30 weeks pregnancy and all of this. Um, so I'll do a solo episode on, on all of this craziness. Um, but also some amazing news is that Girlskill um, is celebrating its uh, one year anniversary um, where we've reached quite um, a successful amount of downloads, more than 30,000 downloads in a year, which I find very, very impressive. Um, it's a huge achievement and a milestone for me personally and for our team and for listeners as well. And I've also interviewed more than 100 women already. So that's, that's a bit crazy. And so what I'm preparing is... Um, a medium article and also a whole solo episode about my learnings about women podcasting and all of this um so yeah keep your eye on that because this is coming up for sure and uh let's get to i, I really want to read first um some feedback that i got from listeners and messages like this and if you after after listening to this if you feel inspired or you just want to help a pregnant woman um you know feel less dramatic about her life and herself and really kind of support the mission of Girl Skill, please message me. Uh, best way to do is actually leave uh, a review on iTunes and then message me. Um, but this is what I got from a woman named Gabby. She says, Anna, your podcast has made a hugely positive impact in my life. You, as well as your guests, are going about female empowerment in all the right ways and getting me out of my frustrations with work slash unsupportive women slash negativity from things festering, lol. It's so refreshing and motivating. I listen to it all day at work 
uh, to keep me going and it keeps me positive and feeling stronger than the bullshit. So thank you. No, thank you, Gabby, because messages like this really remind me personally of why I'm doing this. And um, oh, goodness. Yes, I know. Uh, although I'm not in that environment, um, I know how it is. And I know how you feel, Gabby. And there's so many women out there, especially if you're working in, you know, busy cities, busy companies, everything is about achievement, go, go, go. And uh, yeah, the women that are there, um, a lot of them are actually not my listeners, not the supporters of my work, because my work is very different from all of the female empowerment stuff that you see out there. So this is what you'll find in Girl Skill. You won't find me talking about the patriarchy and uh, I don't know, females empower female and all of that. I actually think it's a, it's an amazing time to be a woman. I love being a woman, and my work is all about not even empowering women. I don't even believe in that word anymore. You know, you have the power. And if you really want to get to the bottom of this and really feel your feminine essence and all this, go listen to Namaste Moore's episode. I think it's episode 82, just before this one, and you'll get what I'm saying. So I've actually been listening to a recent podcast, researching a guest, and there were three women there laughing and, you know, talking about womanhood and motherhood and all of this. And then the one woman said, oh yeah, when in doubt, blame the patriarchy. And I was like, oh my God, now I understand why I feel so strongly about this word being misused, abused, and overused in today's society by women. And so, um, yeah, you won't hear all of this here. So, you know, if you're up for some uplifting conversations, a laugh, and uh, some talk about Bloody hell, it's amazing to be a woman. So how can I just build my life, feel more depth, uh, better relationship with men? Just do my thing, you know, stop talking and hearing about all of this, then you're in the right place. All right, so let me quickly tell you, and this leads really well into today's episode with Carmina Becerra who is a TV host, a speaker, and a coach with roots in Mexico. So she's a fiery Latina. She moved to Hollywood and got her break on Latin television as a TV host of Telemundo and other um, TV channels. And she's interviewed stars like David Beckham. Ooh, I actually asked her about how does to interview David Beckham? Oh my goodness, Ooh, I get chills from that. Uh, she also interviewed Coldplay and Sofia Vergara. And Carmina realized that she wanted to make a deeper impact and co-founded Camera Ready, which is a training, re- a training program that helps influencers prepare for being on camera on stage by giving them the freedom to fully express themselves and overcome their insecurities and deeply held doubts. I highly encourage you to check uh, this program. She runs it with her husband and I think it's in LA or San Francisco. Um, or San Diego <laughs> sorry one of those <laughs> amazing cities in California and then also in New York I will definitely be joining one of her programs don't know when but I will because it sounds incredible so join us for an open and vulnerable talk about the masks that we wear and the freedom that comes um, with showing the world your authentic self Sorry, my husband just passed by and I was like, oh, who is that guy? Uh, Carmina is a fiery Latina who has committed her life to helping people freely express themselves, themselves from working in television to starting her own business to embracing her wild feminine self in her marriage. She has opened up herself to the freedom that comes with embracing your strengths as a feminine woman. So we talk about a lot of things in this episode, but mostly I loved how, and I think we connected so well because 
this woman has discovered her potential as a woman and found the freedom in being that, um, in surrendering to the flow and surrendering to the feminine and understanding that she doesn't have to be a man or work like a man to get what she deserves or to get what she wants. Uh, she actually doesn't have to do anything to get what she deserves. Um, and I also loved how we talked about marriage and relationships and how, you know, I'm the same way in the sense that I thought that perhaps marriage is some sort of a trap. Um, and I'm such a free woman and wild woman that that would trap me where in fact both of us agree that uh, within that mask with not masculine container but within that container we can find so much depth and safety and security and be our wild selves as women so i loved it and stay until the episode because carmina will share three people to follow if you're looking for coaching leadership or maybe just some motivation to get through the day two books to read if you want to embrace your freedom creativity and feminine flow and I just want to try something. I'm going to share with you some quotes that um, Carmina shared on this episode. She says, femininity is an open fire. It was like my career to compare myself to other people and to make myself small. There is no room in my life for anything that will sabotage my happiness. And your healing, your freedom, your ownership of your power is available when you open up and allow everyone to see your soul and your heart. And with that, I'm going to let you enjoy the episode. Girl Skill. Female success redefined. So, hello, Girl Skill listeners. Today, I have a very special guest with me, all the way from New York, uh, Carmina Becerra. Carmina, <laughs> welcome to Girl Skill. <laughs> Thank you. Hi. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, me too. And uh, I was just telling you how excited I am that you are here and everything we're going to talk about and the fact that you're also a Latina woman, which I have a couple <laughs> of girlfriends. And um, I always appreciated and admired the Latin fire in all Latin women I meet. I'm like, yeah, I want more of that in my life. <laughs> yeah, some spice. <laughs> That's right. That's, I just... Yeah. You know, I lived in Latin America for a bit in Brazil, Mexico, and um, Colombia, and I just love the energy there, you know, the the freedom of expression and dance and sexuality and, and all of that. I just love it. I think the world needs more of that fire. But anyways, maybe we'll get into that. We'll see. Yeah. So let's, let's begin with a couple of icebreakers. Uh, so, Carmina, tell me, what is your superpower? Ooh, seeing into people's souls. Ooh, that's a cool superpower. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> what is the one thing that you cannot live without? Uh, cuddles. Can it be two? And avocados. Cuddles and avocados. <laughs> <laughs> Guacamole. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, awesome. If you had a tattoo, where and what would it be? Mm, behind my neck, a white heart. A white heart, like a white tattoo? A white heart, yeah. They don't last very long, but a white tattoo. Oh, love it. What is the best gift that you've ever received? Oh, my engagement ring. Mm, that's a good <laughs> gift, yes. And what is the best gift that you've ever given? Uh, all of me basically <laughs> <laughs> to the world to the world <laughs> exactly constantly oh love it uh what was the wildest thing you've ever done 
Oh, uh, I had sex at <laughs> um, Topanga National Park with my husband. It was really hot. <laughs> mm, interesting. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who is your girl crush? Angelina Jolie, forever, always. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. Amen, sister. Love her as well. Usually people say Beyonce, and I'm like tired of Beyonce replies. I'm like, give me something else. So Angelina Jolie works perfectly. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. You. All right, now we get into some of the deeper um, soulful questions, which I know you will appreciate. Um, what does your unguarded heart yearn for? Expression. Hmm. Who are you when everything is stripped away? Love. Mm. What is your biggest fear? Uh, uh, ooh. Uh, not doing enough for this world. Mm -hmm. What is femininity for you? Ooh, uh, open fire. Mm. I love your like fiery answers, like one, two words, <laughs> that's it, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> It's so interesting how women answer these questions. Some of them go into like, you know, explanations and everything, which is perfect and beautiful in itself. But you're like, let's go. I'm ready. <laughs> Here are my answers. Um, all right. Two more before we close yeah. this segment. Um, Carmina, do you consider yourself successful and why? Yes, because I have, I know, I have the awareness that I have choice in every moment, how I want to feel. So for me, having that choice and having that awareness of that choice feels like the most success ever. <laughs> like it feels so abundant to be able to decide however I want to feel, what I want to experience, what I want to create in this world, how much of it, uh, how often, you know, all of, if I want to travel the world, like I decide because I have that choice and I am completely in ownership of my power of choice. And that to me is the greatest success. Mm. Love it. Amazing. Um, and last question of the segment is, I'm like, what am I thinking about? I, I had a, I had different thoughts mm -hmm. going on. But yeah. Very, very interesting answer here. I, I don't think I've ever heard anyone give me that answer, but yeah. Having that awareness it makes makes magic, creates magic. Love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So on a scale of one to ten, Carmina, how excited are you about life right now and why? <laughs> ten. I feel like you're always a ten. <laughs> like I look at your Instagram pictures, you're always in love with life. <laughs> you, know? you know, I am. I am. Uh even on my darkest days, I still am very grateful. And I think gratitude brings so much excitement, you know, because there's like way less to worry about or be attached to or all of those things. And so when like noticing that I'm that I'm grateful for everything, really, that is so exciting, so freeing. So it like injects me with so much joy. So yeah, mm. that's what's going on. 
Mm. A lot of excitement over here. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of it, yes. Highly encourage everyone to go to Coach Carmina on Instagram and uh, start scrolling through it while while we're having this interview because, Carmina, you just inject positivity in everything you're doing and, and depth as well, which I love. And it's profound and authentic. And this is something that you also infuse your work with people and um, it's, yeah, it's very uplifting. I love that. Um, All right. So Carmina, this is the time for you to let us know who you are, what you do and all the juicy stuff. Yeah. So I am a spicy Latina, (laughs) a a fiery uh, Mexican woman that is committed out of her mind to have people be freely expressed and how I do that is through my uh, training that I created with my husband. We have a training program called camera ready and, uh, and we media train everybody from the inside out. So what that means is we coach all the insecurities, limited beliefs, uh, Everything that is between a human being and their freedom on stage and on camera, which means really a human being and coaching everything that is in the way of the freedom in their entire lives. So that's my passion. I love, 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 love freeing people. Freeing people from their blocks is my favorite thing ever. Uh, and also being loved and loving my husband. I'm a newlywed and then loving everything about it. You know a little bit about this too. <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah. I pray um, for this feeling to stay for like ever, which is impossible, yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, and trying to conceive. And so a lot of beautiful phases are happening mm. in my life right now, transitions. And um, yeah, I feel really strong, excited and committed. Mm. Love it. Yeah, it's, it's a very exciting time. I think we, I mean, obviously are in different journeys, but in terms of relationship and, you know, I shared with you that I'm pregnant now. So Oh, it's definitely a very exciting journey. Uh, we, we, you know, not without its difficulties um, and like crazy hormones and emotions and everything. So, uh, yeah, but super exciting. So, Carmina, honestly, like there are so many things I would love to talk to you about. And I'm just like, my brain is trying to decide where do we start. And I think that let's begin with something that you mentioned and, and the work that you're doing, um, you know, freeing people from the blocks. And I know that you, you work with people um, who have a message, um, who have something to share. And I definitely, I am in that group, in that camp. Yeah, um, you are. Yeah. And, I, and I've stepped into my probably not full power, but pregnancy really actually helped me. And I share this a lot and I write about it where I just stopped giving a shit about mm. what other people think. Uh, am, am I, sm- you know, I just came out and I said, this is me. This is fully me, naked, raw, take it or leave it. Cause I'm done <laughs> playing games. I'm done being small. Like that's it full on, you know? And it's oh. such an, it is liberating, yeah, experience. And I've been going through it for the past actually two months and, you know, the creative life force inside of my body, which is a baby, uh, and the ever-growing, changing female body just gives me that power. And I'm like, 
that's it. I'm full on in and, and it's exciting to, to watch and witness. And, and I love what you're saying about, so in one of your interviews, you mentioned how when you do this and when you open your heart, when you become so vulnerable, you give others permission to do the same thing. And I think I've been witnessing this in my audience and other people around me because they witness something like that and they're like, hell yeah, if she can do it. I guess, I guess it gives people permission to be themselves as well, which is mm-hmm. rare today. So I was, I'm wondering, do you have anything to say about that? I mean, I'm sure you do. <laughs> but specifically so in women, I'd love to hear your thoughts about, you know, we live in difficult, controversial, exciting times for women. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm wondering from that perspective of a female a modern female today, you know, a modern woman today who has to deal with a lot of things. Um, there's a lot of confusion going on. There's a lot of options, opportunities, excitement. There's a lot of controversy. And so what have you seen and throughout your experience, like through this prism of liberating yourself and sharing your full heart and openness through, let's say, a womanhood prism, if you could share with us your thoughts about it or your experience or views on... Um, on this whole transformation. Yeah, definitely. I, it's like the word freedom just comes up. Uh, it's, there's so much freedom in doing the most uncomfortable thing, which is <laughs> like opening up my heart wide open uh, for everybody to experience. You know, it's a, it's been a journey, definitely, um, but I I wouldn't change anything about it. Yeah, it's it's been uh, like what I see is that we've had to put on a lot of masks to stay safe, to protect our hearts, to avoid pain. And so we've become whatever we've created in our mind is safe and acceptable and mm-hmm. popular or whatever it is for us. And so then our true selves is pushed lower and lower and lower until we no longer even remember who we are. And so I, I really see a, a huge shift in this world when everyone is freely, truly, authentically, and vulnerably expressed. Mm. Yes, and this is what your training does and your coaching as well, right? Yeah, and I I see like the walls go down, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, with participants. And I saw it in my life. I, I mean, really, my husband and I created this because we experienced you know, certain things in our lives that then led us to wish there was something, a training like this supporting us or a coach like this supporting me on every time I would get on stage. I was on TV for 16 years and every time I would either go on camera or go on stage, I would feel so nervous and there was no one to support me. You know, I loved what I did, but I always felt so, like anxiety right before, mainly on huge stages. Uh, and there was no one. If anyone would have just told me, hey, Carmina, take two or three deep breaths with me and then go on stage, it would have been 
a world of difference, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, of course, it's, it's way more complex than just three breaths, but even that would have gone a long way. So, we created, you know, I gave, I gave and committed my life to, to this work because of everything I felt when I was still in my doing television, you know, right. um, the journey also of, of the not enough conversation, self-esteem and everything. Like as a teenager, I went through a lot and, uh, and that's when the, also the, you know, putting on masks began my teenage years. Mm-hmm. So tell me about that. Tell me about the map because one of my questions was like, okay, when does it begin? How do we, you know, put on the masks, especially as women um, play all these roles and everything. And, and how was it for you? What are the experiences that you had? And then when was the moment perhaps you realized, all right, I can't live like this anymore, which, which I had a moment like this as well. Um, and it's just so easy to be me now. You know, it's like, mm. it's the easiest thing in the world. It's like, I don't yes. have to be anyone else. I don't have to prove anything to anyone like oh freedom you know the freedom yes oh yes (laughs) tell me about that's what I live for that moment right now yes yeah um yeah I when I was 13 so I was a very expressed uh playful joyful little girl and I lost a lot of that along the way because at 13, I, I, I mean, I don't really know yet, like, why, you know, like, all the reasons of this. I'm still processing, and I think I'll be processing this my whole life. Uh, but, yeah, I tried to commit suicide when I was 13. I had, uh, I have arrhythmias, so, like, irregular heartbeat, and they gave me pills. That's when they detected it for the first time and uh and I had heart pills and I took them all and my mom found me in the bathroom uh I imagine it was the worst experience of her entire life and I'm still processing that part but mm. uh yeah there was a sense of of I do not belong here I this is like I this is not my world. <laughs> no one understands me. I am completely foreign to all of these people, to everyone around me. That was the feeling. And uh, I didn't realize this. I'm just now realizing this, that after that experience, I, I really dedicated my life, whether I knew it or not, to helping people. Mm. And to wanting this world to be a better place. I think subconsciously I realize, oh, if it doesn't feel like I belong in this world, let me do something about it. Uh, I just, through a healing, it just, I just realized that uh, at that age, I was like, there's a lot going on around me that I'm not okay with. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me a bit more about? what you felt and why did you feel you didn't belong? I went through a similar experience at around, actually around 15, 14 as well. Um, but I'm curious. And you know, at 13, like that's young, that's still young. Uh, that's, yeah. that's like just coming into teen, teenagehood. <laughs> 
so to mm-hmm. say. So that's a pretty strong emotion to, to I feel like to have and to 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 be aware of it. You know. Mm-hmm. So I'm mm-hmm. curious, what what were some of the things you mentioned? I mean, if you're willing to share, of course, um, no no pressure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Quite sensitive. What were some of the things that made you kind of feel this way? Uh, yeah, I, by the way, I'm willing to share everything. I feel a lot (laughs) freer every time I share after Mm -hmm. I share, I'm like, yes, more freedom. Mm -hmm. Uh, so your question is what was, what were some of the things that had me feel like I didn't belong? Yeah. Like what, what were the circumstances, um, that made you feel like you didn't belong and ultimately led you to doing something that, as I said, I think, you know, I was a teenager, but I was fully aware. And actually my suicide attempts were not real. They were fake to attract mm-hmm. attention, you know, mm-hmm. but what you're sharing with me, it looks like you took it very seriously. Uh, like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's really scary to me. You know, like mm-hmm. that was, I, so my dad, my my dad, my mom and dad really love each other. They love each other so much. They're still married. They're so in love. You know, they they have their their grumpy days, but they're very much in love. And during that time, from when I was ten till till sixteen, my dad stayed in L.A. and we moved to Mexico to Guadalajara. My mom, my older sister, and myself, and the little one was like a year old, my two sisters and myself. And uh, my dad was everything to me. So mm. I, I didn't, it didn't feel right that my parents were apart. And it was probably for attention too. that that could have been a big part of it. Because uh, during that time, I became the middle child my little sister was born when I was 12. So that was her first whole year or my first whole year of having a daughter. I mean, a a little sister and my mom having a new daughter Mm -hmm. and me becoming the middle child that nobody cares about anymore. Mm -hmm. You know? So I think all of that had to do with it. I didn't understand why my dad was gone. I think at that, in those ages, like, people just make up whatever like I just made up right. that he didn't love me right. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that I wasn't good enough that I didn't matter and he's in a whole nother country you know so as of now you know <laughs> there's always more layers but as of now that's that's what I think mm-hmm. or that's what's come through you know downloads yeah yeah and so how did that and I, I think I know the answer so how did that affect the rest of your say teenage years and then adulthood because I know you share about your journey of pretty much destructive unhealthy relationships with men and a lot of self-transformation after that yeah I after that I, I sports was my saving grace and I think within that if I if I put a magnifying glass to it it's it's mentorship like someone coaching me in some way, uh, that has been my ultimate transformation to, to remain open, to, ha- to like have a beginner's mindset and all- to always be a student that 
has really supported me and not just living in my head constantly instead of like focusing out, having more awareness, expanding my awareness more and more and more as much as I can. And um, so during that time, I just poured all of my power into volleyball. And from that point on, I think everything I did and do like has all of me like every ounce of me because it's like I got a second opportunity. Mm. Mm. Even though I, I created, you know, the first one myself, which that's a whole nother area to deal with as far as this situation and, and what I have to learn from this, you know, those choices. Because remember I was talking about like my greatest success is having choice. And then what we choose is a whole nother story. Right, right, exactly. And yeah. how did you get into television? Um, being 5'8 is, is really not a big deal here in the U.S., but in Mexico it is. And so I would uh, attract a lot of attention, uh, especially as I got really tall and you know, everyone's pretty short. So uh, <laughs> there was always things like modeling concert uh, contests and uh, auditions that my whole family would push me to do and to like go for and to compete. And so it's at a, at a very young age, I started when I was about 10, uh, I started dabbling and modeling and in Mexico there's not they don't you know do a lot of trainings like here like or, or mm. they don't really sculpt their talent they just go from especially women from being a model to being on tv and then being in novella telenovelas mm -hmm. so that's why the acting is not the best <laughs> but uh but yeah they're really beautiful women so i as soon as i started modeling which was my first type of gig then i got offers to start hosting television shows and my first one was in mexico it was a cultural show like it's about the culture and so i would go to all these small towns that were known for something big like mariachi or another town was known for tequila and another one for leather. And I would wear the traditional costume of the town. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty interesting and uh, adventurous and really cool. So I started loving it then. Then I hosted different TV shows, like music themed ones. I was like a, yeah, I, like a VJ back in the day. And then, uh, and then sports journalism. And then I really wanted to start doing news. But then I started my transformation journey at, uh, like I took a training seven years ago and my life took a turn. And then there was no more television for me for a while. <laughs> what was the training about? Uh it's basically how I describe it is it's a type of technology <clears throat> that's experiential, somatic, like embodiment, mm -hmm. uh, a transformation that happens through the body uh, for to get 
as many blind spots to be seen as possible from how, how we've been living our lives, uh, the responsibility factor of that we, we are creating our lives instead mm-hmm. of being a victim to everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of those like leadership distinctions and, uh, and a lot of like basically around an umbrella of leadership. Mm-hmm. And, and did, so, that, mm-hmm. did that make you realize that TV is not your field? And I wonder why. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I realized that I'm a really powerful leader in those trainings and that what I had always seen my whole life, which was me on images of me on huge stages didn't necessarily like at that time, all I knew that would give me that was television. But then when I saw transformation and these, you know, there's, there's motivational leaders that are filling up stages. Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, I feel this work so much. And I have seen these images of me on stage. This is it. I am facilitating Mm -hmm. transformation and freedom for people. Mm. In big sta- on big stages, you know, mm. or in mm. front of my participants. That's how I feel. Like I'm on that stage in front of every right. time we have a camera ready training. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So before we get into that um, journey, and I completely understand what you mean. It's like being on camera, influencing the, the quote unquote masses, but in a completely different way, rather being a yeah. host and just asking questions or being a host presence, you're actually on stage creating change, right? Um, yeah, making yeah. a much bigger impact. I, wa- I have a couple of questions about your TV career because I, like, I can't miss this opportunity to ask you because you moved yeah. to Hollywood and then you started, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you had a break on Latin television and then Telemundo and Fox Sports and everything. And you've interviewed stars like David Beckham, Coldplay, and Sofia Vergara. So I'm just wondering... Um, how how is it to be with these people around with like huge celebrities like that? Um, how do you manage yourself around them? Because I imagine there's a lot of, well, in the beginning at least, a lot of anxiety and like I I don't know I my you know when I listen to most successful people interviews I I always get stunned by how of course it depends on the personality and the I guess celebrity factor mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but I always you know when I listen to interviews of specifically maybe businessmen are a bit different I don't know I'm curious to to hear what you have to say about celebrities and a lot of them are just freaking real people you know that they're just sharing their journey and being like i I didn't have a clue what the fuck i was doing and i I didn't expect this and this is happening and i'm just going with the flow and i'm like damn he's human he's like me you know so (laughs) i'm just wondering how and i'm sure like on tv when you do interviews it's a totally different story but yeah i'm just wondering how was that experience for you yeah, um, it's interesting. No one's ever asked me that. That's a great question. Um, <laughs> it, it was, you know, that was my favorite part of everything because I love connecting. I love mm-hmm. connection. And so I was always 
able to connect with someone else. Yes, on TV. But for me, it was more about the connection with this person. And I'm a huge hugger. Like everyone that knows me, if you ask them what I love most, they'll probably say to dance and to hug people. And so I always make it a point to hug whoever I'm about to be in the presence of or I'm already in the presence of before we start talking. And that always grounds me. So he used to do that. And it would throw them off guard <laughs> sometimes. So David Beckham would come into the studio and Carmina is like, hi, give me a hug. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> My yes, God, you exactly. hugged David Beckham. That's an achievement in itself, <laughs> Carmina. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that would feel, that would feel really good. And because mm. I've always been so curious and so fascinated by the human brain, Mm. That's why I do what I do now. Back then, how it showed up is through curiosity. Same, same way, but just deform. Because interviewing is just like, just similar to coaching. We just ask a lot of questions, deep, intuitive questions. So that's, I guess, where my, you know, curiosity and mastery around asking questions started. Mm-hmm. And so having someone... A, a huge celebrity in front of you. How did you manage to overcome your, your fears or your any anxiety that you had? Or did you actually see them as people? Or how, how did that go? Uh, yeah, I, uh, my anxiety would come before the uh, celebrity would get there, <laughs> basically. Mm-hmm. It would happen more about me, not with them. So I didn't have any fears or anxieties around being in front of celebrities or interviewing celebrities, I really did feel like what you said. I felt like they were just people. Like I, I, I have a gift of seeing through people's masks because I've been through that journey with myself. Mm-hmm. I've peeled through all of my masks and I do that with, with uh, clients now, but I've, I've always done that. I just see sometimes you know subconsciously back back then i i would see right through everything and just right straight to the soul mm. and it makes people uncomfortable <laughs> sometimes but <laughs> but ultimately there's great connection so it would make for really uh great content on tv you know yeah because it's real right it, exactly i uh, would open people up yeah yeah Okay, cool. So before we before we talk about the the actual, you know, your transition into camera ready and actually, you know, bringing all of this and what you've learned and your own personal journey um, into helping people really transform and what you do, what you do is you say you specialize in coaching influencers to turn anxiety into confidence and perfectionism into presence and the fact that you know, you see through people's masks and every, I mean, I obviously you wouldn't be able to do this work successfully unless you've done the work yourself. So, you know, in coaching, um, we always say you only can take people as deep as you go yourself. And so before we get there and maybe share some tips and talk about what is the exact transformation and how does it happen, um, I'd love to hear about your transformation. So this, this, this journey of peeling the layers, and I know it started with this training, the experiential training um, you've been through, but I'm curious what have you been, because I've been in the last three, four years on this journey of like constant realizations about myself. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yes. 
Oh, wait, wait, wait. Is that it? Oh, I didn't, you know, and it was constantly in the relationships in who I am as a woman, like layer by layer until you get to the, you know, the truth of the heart where it's like, I'm sure there's always more to peel if you're willing to do it, right? Like it's a whole journey. But I'm I'm wondering what were some of the pivotal moments um, in your particular journey? And I know you talk about how, and I completely resonate. And I feel so many women today are in that place of like, I need to be strong. I can't lose my shit. And, you know, like always being, especially today with female empowerment messages of like, you got it, you can do it, just do it, just go. You know, it it further perpetuates the cycle of, yeah, I am so strong and I can do it. Where in fact, we're like breaking down inside. And so, yeah, what were some pivotal moments on the journey of layers or maybe some biggest realizations you had about yourself? I think for me, piv- the most pivotal moments in life besides the experience I shared when I was 13 has been romantic relationships. Uh, I, I feel like throughout every relationship, breakup, struggle, whatever it has been, there's been tremendous growth. And the first one I would say that was really pivotal for me was uh, with an ex that I was with for six and a half years. Uh, It was a very unhealthy relationship. He cheated on me uh, a ton. And how I created this was that I, those were the, I was so insecure. I was very insecure. I was chasing a dream that's what it felt like back then and there was a lot of pressure like like you're describing to look perfect sound perfect uh you know have the perfect measurements mm-hmm. wear the perfect clothes all of those things and so i would compare myself to a, every pretty much every woman i would see at events or at clubs in hollywood and i would compare myself to them so i always say that the way we see ourselves as the way other people see us and how we are in relationship with ourselves is how other people will also be in relationship with us. So I, of course he was going to compare me to other women as well, because I was comparing Mm -hmm. myself, you know, all day, every day. Like it was my career to compare myself and to make (laughs) myself feel small. That's a great quote. It was my career to compare myself. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Like if we think about all the negative thoughts that we have, it's it's almost like we make it our career to put ourselves down. Yeah, and it's funny how, and you know, I've done I've done a lot of relationship research, and before this podcast, I actually was interviewing men about women in relationships, and I've gone on my own little, well, maybe a big adventure, and it was amazing how when I realized that our partners are our mirrors, and mm-hmm. our, and realizing that the men I attract show me exactly who I am and what I think of myself. It was like transformation. I was like, oh, and these are the patterns and he's my mirror. And I was like, oh my God, mind blown. Um, Yeah, yeah. there's so much gold in Mm -hmm. relationship Mm -hmm. if we really dissect them. Right. And so what happened next? How did you realize, how did you manage to see yourself and have this awareness? And then how did you manage to actually change things around? Well, I, it was through those trainings 
seven years ago, MITT, it's called Mastery in Transformational Training. And uh, in Los Angeles, that's where I started realizing I was creating those patterns because in my limited mind, I thought, oh, you just stick to your partner no matter what. My parents have been married for 45 years and uh, that I just made that up. I totally made up that I had to stay with my partner no matter what. And that, what that like really opened up was the fact that I really love myself. And so as I started loving myself, obviously I, I, there was no more room for anything that would sabotage my happiness. And, and that relationship finally ended. He's happily married and we're great friends and he has two awesome kids um, but funny enough, my husband now was, uh, we were really good friends before we got married. And so before we got together and he was the one that I would call, uh, and ask him for support with my then boyfriend, I'd be like, <gasps> can you help me with this dude? I don't know what he's doing and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and now he's my husband. <laughs> That's fine. But yeah, it's, uh, most of my transformation has been through relationships. And that mm-hmm. one, when, I, when that one ended, I, my self-love skyrocketed and I was mm-hmm. completely on a journey and, and commitment to myself and the world. Mm-hmm. And can you explain, can you kind of show us the difference um, between how you feel now and obviously you are married and um, you are, you're building or have already built uh, track to the partner who is very self-aware as yourself and you're coming into a partnership of joy and happiness. And like, I just love your dynamic and I love how you call him your king. And <laughs> clearly the polarity in your relationship is seen, you know, if not through all the pictures and videos, I'm sure people are watching you and being like, what is this amazing couple? Um, <laughs> So just so that we, you know, for women, for all the women wondering and maybe, you know, who who want to transform their relationships around or just are in that space of confusion, can you give us a comparison between a relationship that doesn't feel right, is unhealthy, so perhaps an example of how you felt in your previous relationship and then how do you feel now? And what what is the main difference really in terms of how you feel, the interaction, the dynamic and yeah, just the the partnership how is it different Mm, great question uh for me what how i base differences or what i listen to in order to be able to distinguish differences is through sensations in my body so that's like my human pendulum my body and that's a lot of what i coach and teach and i know you do too Mm -hmm. uh so for me it was a feeling of discomfort, uh, like anxious electricity, um, like in my stomach mostly when I was with my ex. It was a constant feeling of, of being unsafe, you know, and like a hole in my stomach. And uh, most of the relationship was like cerebral like I made all of it up because I showed up as a fake 
person and he showed up as a fake person. We were not ourselves with each other. So that felt so out of integrity and out of alignment for me. So that was that, yeah, definitely that relationship. And then now what I feel and what I felt when we first started dating was the biggest yes. It was my body wanted to run towards him. Uh, it, it was a feeling of fulfillment. Like I felt full, light, uh, open my shoulders instead of, you know, like moving forward and kind of like contracting. It was an expansive feeling. And, uh, and because I was so, because I had done so much work at that point, inner work, mm-hmm. I was so in touch with my intuition that. I would hear or my connection to, to God that I, I would hear him or her. I would hear her or him <laughs> uh, speaking to me and telling me this is your husband. Mm-hmm. And, and with that came vulnerability open. Like I would cry all the time, just thinking about this pure love before we were even together. Mm-hmm. So that was, yeah, it was, the biggest yes, there was nothing that was out of alignment at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I would say that was the difference. Also, how I was now, I was aware of how I was be, how I would be treated, and what I am worthy of, and I loved myself so much that I was treat. I am treated like a queen because of how I treat myself as a queen. Mm. That is a that is a very empowering position to hold, um, and I always believe. I mean, I'm I'm more of an individualistic type of a person in terms of you know I know that nobody can give me the power besides me. It's yeah, like when I see all these slogans Oof. around being thrown around. You know, people are taking power away from us and women, and I'm like, well, what are you talking about? I mean, yes, that's true in <laughs> some realities, but for me, like, I completely resonate with what you're saying because. I don't deal with that shit in my life because I, mm-hmm. I know, like I've done also, I'm sure there's much more work to be done. But like yes. when I'm with my man or any other people, I, I, I treat myself in the right way. I treat myself as, as my own queen and then everybody mm-hmm. else around, like I have my boundaries, I know my value and all of that. And, but I, at the same time, I'm being real, I'm being me. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, it's not even not allowing others to treat you or put you down. It's like you just don't attract people like that because they're not. Yeah, it just doesn't happen. There's no happen. space for it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So to me, it's like so easy, <laughs> common sense, but really it's <laughs> not for so many people, right? And so I think that's both of you and I, Carmina, we do this kind of work because when people realize it, and especially my work with women, it's like, oh, yeah, I mean, this this stuff works. And so I love how you share actually the sensations in your body. And uh, this is like what embodiment really is, you know, when you're so in your body, you're feeling and the body is telling you all the answers, right? Oh, um, yeah. So much wisdom. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about, I, I've heard you talk about this concept of freedom in marriage, which I think is something so important, especially today with so many options we have in terms of relationship dynamics and, you know, just choices, options, like there's so many relationship uh, dynamics that we can live, right? Um, Yeah. 
But I think me and you are on a similar journey. I love being married to my man and uh, I just love it. I like took his last name and like everything around it, you know, like I love the polarity of the masculine and the feminine dance we're doing. Um, and it was just like, ah, oh. but tell me about this freedom in marriage because I think a lot of people, a lot of women, and I was the same woman, you know, I never wanted to get married or I didn't think about this. It was like, yeah, whatever. I knew I would get pregnant someday. But I really didn't. I, I, I was never one of these women who were like, oh, my God, my wedding day. And then mm-hmm. when am I going to get pregnant? Like, I really didn't think about it. And now I cherish it so much. And I actually, like you, I see my freedom in it. So instead of, because freedom is one of my highest values. Um, and I know I so resonated with you when you said, I realized I was trying to control it and I was chasing it. I'm like, ah, my freedom. No, Mm -hmm. I want to be free and have being with a man. You know, I I talk to a lot of women who tell me I can't imagine myself one person for life. And they see this as like a trap or some sort of a prison that, oh my God, for life, you know? So tell Mm -hmm. me about the freedom in the marriage and how does that look like and how does that feel like and how did you come to this realization that it actually can be freeing? Yeah, actually, I was. it's what you're speaking into. I was very aware of this conversation that a lot of people express that, that, oh my gosh, you're going to, you know, having sex with one person for the rest of your life or being just with one person for the rest of your life sounds like hell, sounds like jail. So, oh my, and then like signing a contract is like, you know, putting handcuffs around your, I, I used to hear things like this. And mm-hmm. so I definitely like you was like, I'm never getting married. <laughs> I don't believe in marriage because yeah. I was believing all of these I things that I was here. Romantic. So I have always I dreamed that. of, and I believe everyone has desire to have deep love. Everyone wants love and whether they want to admit it or not. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants love. And so that was me since I was a little girl and, and I believed all of the, the things about around freedom and how it's going to be taken away. And as I fell in love or, you know, completely gave myself to my, to the love of my life, Caduce, uh, I started feeling very, very free And because it's the first relationship that I have been myself and it's what you're talking about. It's that authenticity that, that really brings that freedom. And what that has done is completely activated the wild side of me. And because there is now like a a barrier of safety kind of, if you want to call it that around my relationship, like that's what it feels like. That's what we talk about because we are married now, it's a commitment that we take very seriously. And so within that, I I guess you can call it structure around, I feel so free inside of that circle. And he holds that for me is how it feels for me. He holds that he holds that around and I'm able to dance as wild as I want to within that circle. And I've never felt more adventurous, more passionate. Like now I want to experiment all these wild, crazy, nasty things that I've always judged or been like, Ooh, no, what is that? Oh my God. You know, now I'm like, (laughs) to me. (laughs) 
Yeah, let's do it. Well, that's because you feel you feel safe, right? In that environment. And you're with a man who's like holding that space for you as a wild woman being like, hell yeah, let's do it. You know, 100%, 100%. And that is sexually. And that's also through right. career expression, creativity, like all of it. I walk like a really powerful, powerful woman, not because not because the marriage gives me that power, not because he gives me that power, but because I feel safe and I walk the tallest when I feel safe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was just going to mention that it's the same concept. I, I, I feel like the freedom is the same concept of power. It's like nobody mm-hmm. can give it to you. You know, no husband can give you the freedom. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, when we're talking about physical, you know, I'm not even talking about like, being physically trapped or whatever those type of Mm -hmm. dynamics but i'm talking about if you're free in your body like i know with my husband there is no handcuffs in terms of we are both free in our expression and we are both Mm -hmm. actually free even if we're married i feel like i i could potentially walk away if i really wanted to but because i'm in a marriage and there's freedom in it i know there's room to play and there's room to dance and Um, Mm -hmm. this container, the beautiful container that has been created is really just a container and he's free to do whatever the hell he wants with his life, with, Mm -hmm. you know, in a partnership with me. And that's why we choose to be together with each other Mm -hmm. every day, Uh, being self-aware and it's constant work. Of course, it's not like you just wake up and butterflies and like, you know, things just happen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, A friend of mine describes, you know, committed love as like, or or marriage as like, you're just go into it telling each other, like, if we really were to tell the truth, it'd be like, hey, uh, you ready for me to work out all my shit on you? (laughs) Yep, I accept. Okay, are you ready for me to throw all my shit at you? Yep. All right, let's do this. That's what it is, really. We love each other so much that you're willing to do it. Right, but also realizing that it's not his job to fix me or it's not not his job to, he's not my therapist. And I, being with a masculine man, it was a a real big realization for me and constant work of being self-aware that I can't just dump my shit on him every single time. Yeah, he will be there for me. Um, And he's also, you know, working on being softer in terms of listening and everything because for men it's like oh my god okay okay <laughs> you know but it's it's a lot of self-awareness and, and all that so um I, I love that story thank you for sharing that with us and before we so i want to i want to talk about camera radio for sure because i think it's such a powerful message and it's a great experience and i would love to go through it myself um you know as soon as i give birth and then after i don't even know what, what's gonna happen after but um tell me a little bit about so actually, this is a question, Carmina, for you, because I feel like you are on this journey, but I don't know to what extent have you actually considered thinking, have you stepped into, let's say, your femininity um, fully, or have you stepped onto the journey of womanhood? Um, and how does that look like for you? Just curious about whether you're thinking about this, how does it play in your life, or to what extent are you working with this in your life today? Yeah, my mentor who actually married us, her name is Krista Petty Raymer, and she created a training called Grace. And it's it's a training for women. And she has another one for men called Grace Revealed. 
But in that training is where I discovered her. I discovered my feminine side. Mm. Uh, that's when I first had awareness of her and this was seven years ago. And it's been a journey of, uh, it's been like a roller coaster of really listening to her, honoring her. And then also having her kind of like <laughs> complain or, you know, teach me lessons about how much I neglect her sometimes. So uh, it, I, it's it's felt like my femininity has come through the rite of passage of of marriage. Mm. My feminine side is able to open up, be free because there is a masculine alpha, you know, powerful leader in my team. So Within myself, I, I was able to have my masculine side rest a little more, <laughs> you know, take mm -hmm. a take a chill mm -hmm. pill a take little a more. Take a chill pill, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My masculine side oh. has, is on chill pills in this marriage. And I, I realize now that that's my ultimate happiness, being in my feminine. Mm, that's why I think Amber Ray, who for everyone, I've interviewed Amber on this podcast and she's like, you need to speak with Carmina because you two will just hit it off so well. <laughs> yes. oh, and yeah. I'm like, yeah. So like, that, that is so beautiful. There's so many like good quotes that I just <laughs> being pulled out of this interview and like shared on Instagram and Facebook. Yes. Um, just love it. And how do you connect to your femininity on a, on a daily basis? Do you have any practices or anything like that? Yes. So I have learned that feminine energy is, if you imagine it, it's, it's circular, like spirals and cycles and circles. And masculine energy is hard lines, hard pivots, like going straight and then turning left really quickly. Uh, and it's straight lines. So what I do is I play music that, is, that I know will activate her, like soothing music, classical music, soft music, uh, sometimes even more, more, inten more intense music, like power, you know, women like feeling power and fire but mostly gentle for me is what works. And then I dance, I move my body in circular motions, like either my hips or my arms, everything in spirals and circles. And that supports me with my feminine big time. Um, also yoga, yoga is big for me because it slows me down. Mm -hmm. So those two things are really huge. I also have goddess cards that I play with a lot and Palo Santo. <laughs> Those mm -hmm. are all my, that's all my support system and crystals, but I don't mm -hmm. always have crystals with me. I do have my cards, my Palo Santo in my purse always. And then here and there I'll do lo like long-term phases where I will wear skirts and dresses every day. Mm -hmm. And that, that really supports me also in embodiment to feel flowy. Yeah. I love that. I love that you mentioned dance because I, you know, I teach my clients moving meditation and a lot of, 
I do every single day. I do non linear movement. And I'm like, when, when the hell did we stop dancing as grown up? Oh, women, yeah. Moving our hips and bodies. I'm like, how did that happen? You know, we're like parking our bodies and our heads at desks and trying to prove things and in boardrooms. Like, like why? It's not like why. I understand that's a big part of women's careers and choices and everything. But like, damn, we need to dance, woman. Like, just. Yeah. Like, and flow and then everything just you know we release this tension from the body which is there because we mm -hmm. accumulate emotions we go through lives up and down everything so i just have one last question for you carmina because obviously you're doing so well in camera ready and you guys are running a business and a transformational experience and so I love what you mentioned in your relationship, how you are able to surrender to the masculine while exploring and, um, you know, really nurturing and cultivating the feminine. How are you using that in, in your work? Um, and how are you able to balance your masculine energy that is absolutely needed in business and work with, with your feminine? Because I feel like that is the biggest question that women have today and they're constantly asking me. And mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, I need to ask my guests and other women, how do, how do you do that uh, while you know, running a business, being a woman that knows what she wants, um, but still running on feminine fuel, so to say? Yeah, great question. Uh, there's there's so many ways I can answer this, but uh, so how I, what works for me is that I have stayed really committed to being in integrity with what my body absolutely wants. And I've created a life around that. So I, so this is an example. When, when my husband and I started camera ready, I was under the assumption because of history and what I've seen that I was, was supposed to sit next to him with my computer and work for the eight hours because we're 50-50, right? Like in this together. Then I got sick. I did that for about a week and then I got really sick. My stomach, like I was on the floor curled up with the, the worst pain in my stomach and a friend, I have so I am surrounded by so many incredible friends that are healers and coaches and all of it, and very grateful. And my friend Kyla came and did a session with me, and she said, "You're not supposed to be." Or like she just completely got a download. Like that's not the way you work. Just have the conversation with Caduce about how you want to work, and perhaps she suggested she's like try out just coming coming towards him and and being with him for 1 hour and then going you can cook you can meditate you could go to yoga which is also in contribution to your company because you're still holding the intention of growth in your company but you create that in a different way than he does and i was like what is <laughs> wildest <laughs> It was the wildest thing for, for me to realize. Beautiful, beautiful, yeah. Yeah, and I'm very grateful to have, like you said, such a you know, forward-thinking husband and such an open husband that he totally got it. And now he's, he totally values all of my mystical powers. <laughs> the way I create is now through 
my imagination. I dance, I flow, I, you know, cook throughout the day. I'm, I'm doing whatever brings me joy. And then he just basically shows me every document after he writes them and he's like the brains of the operation. And I just like, dance on spiral and, and cycle through and I, you know, put my, my sense into it and it's worked so beautifully and that's how it balances out for me now in the training room though, full fire, like my, both my masculine and feminine are out at all times in the training room and uh, at some time, at some points it doesn't feel like the most comfortable thing in my as far as sensations in my body but I, I know that it's needed in those moments to to create transformation sustainable transformation for our participants and so I will completely turn into a lion in the training room and Caduce holds really beautiful space for me in the beginning we were kind of butting heads but, but now we've created such a beautiful dance, I think, because we do it so well in our relationship, in our life now, that in the training room, it shows up as well. And so that's how I balance it out for me. I'm just sitting here in awe, listening to you. <laughs> and, you know, it's really interesting because I, I've pivoted the conversations I have with women on the podcast, exactly because... This is this the conversation you're having, me and you. These are the conversations I want to have with women because I will, I, I, I would love to create a tribe of not create, but surround myself with women who, who get it, who dig it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like mm-hmm. before it was just so hard and, and trying to kind of explain and whatever, but like women who get it just get it. And I'm just sitting here, I'm like, oh my God, because I do the same thing. You know, like we, me and my husband were on girls' school together. But I realized, and I talk, I, I put together this webinar called the lie, of Fem- the lie of Female Success, where I'm like, I, I woke up one day and I was like, oh my God, I'm not put on this world in a female body to work like a horse. Like, no, I can't go as a train like my husband. Like he wakes up at 5 a.m. and he just goes, mm-hmm. you know, Mine no too. <laughs> special self-care. Like he's motivated just by doing you know making money strategizing yeah exactly and and then he comes home at like six and he goes to crossfit like completely destroys his body he comes home she's like this was awesome i want to throw up and like he's like (laughs) face and i'm looking at him and you gotta be fucking kidding me like i would never be able to do and just the realization that i am built in a different way i need Mm -hmm. i can't work like this and it's Mm -hmm. and that's why i'm like damn like and i do exactly the same thing i don't feel the pressure of working eight to ten hours there's no point and i realize what you said i think is so beautiful is that i realize that as a feminine woman I bring to the table different things and it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be 50-50 in the same as you said, laptop by laptop, let's work eight hours a day because we are yeah. bringing different gifts. And I love how you, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go to the beach, lie down <laughs> in the sun for an hour, which is probably going to be much more productive than me sitting here and being parked at my desk, staring in my computer for three hours. Do you know what I mean? It's, 100%. And, and I'm just like, exactly. And I, yeah, it's, 
I don't know. I'm just sitting here and being like, ah, you know, angels from the sky. I'm like, oh my God, there are women like me in the world. This was fucking amazing. So yes. thank you. Thank yes. you for that. I oh, think. and there's a lot of guilt that shows up. Uh, mm. I'm sure you've yeah, because I'm not productive, it. right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. We've made up that that's the only productive, that that's the way production looks, you know? Mm-hmm. And no, we're like reinventing. Like we're, disrupting the fuck that <laughs> yeah exactly feel good i just wrote an article this morning about feminine power and how today women are being sold into this idea of power which is mm. actually masculine power yeah and it doesn't fulfill us it, it just doesn't and so many of us just don't understand it. I'm like, I don't want that. It doesn't no. make me happy. It depletes me. It's exhausting. It's fucking stressing me out. Like, I'm not a man. I don't want to compete with men. <laughs> I don't want to play like men. I'm in a female body. And just understanding that is like so liberating. Exactly. Oh, exactly. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love wearing suits. That's my favorite part of this whole women (laughs) empowering movement. But you're absolutely right. I I always say that it's not about, you know, fighting fire with fire. It's Mm -hmm. we're not we're not fighting to be men. And we have we're it sounds like for a long time we've been trying to fight this. Even fighting, even like rebelling even a revolution like it's a revolt you know all of those all of that is masculine energy mm-hmm. which yeah. exists in us as as women as well but that's not what's going to bring healing is my two cents <laughs> Mm. I'm on board 100%. And all the listeners listening, this is these are the conversations that hopefully I'm going to have more and more so we can all, you know, heal the world and heal the planet and heal ourselves first, I guess, and yes. then just ripple through it. And your work speaks for itself, Carmen. And this just witnessing the dance between you and Kudus, I guess, in trainings is... Uh, I would just go for that, (laughs) that it works to see that relationships like mine exist and actually thrive. And to the women that I've been uh, talking to, this is exactly what they're telling me. They're like, this is the only way it works for me. And this is what makes me the happiest. When I realized it, when I applied it into my life, that's the secret, you know, that's Mm -hmm. it. If you do that, then it's all good. Yeah. Awesome. So let's talk a little bit about Camera Ready um, to wrap up this interview before we go on to some of the people in the books you recommend. Um, so I know you just ran your training in September, which was amazing. Next yes. Time yes. And uh, we talked about how I actually know a couple of people uh, that went through your training and I looked at um, your you know, promo video and everything. Um, so who is this? So I know you operate mostly in the US, so LA and, and New York, right? Yes. Yes. Trainings. And I mean, we have retreats in, in exotic places, but that's uh, in our second level. So we just do retreats in, in different parts of the world, but not Camera Ready. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'd love Camera to Camera Ready is in LA and New York. Mm-hmm. So tell now. me about who who is this really for? And I now I understand, and I know it's for influencers, for anyone who wants. And I love how you say, you know, you focus on why it's crucial for everyone to turn their mess into their message. And I know mm-hmm. so many people who want to get out there who have a message. And I love how you say, you know, it's almost. And I had the same feeling before. 
it's almost like you're constipated. And it comes to a point sooner or later, I think that people who have a, a message to share, it's burning inside, you're constipated. And eventually, it's going to come out one way or another. <clears throat> I'm like, depends through what hole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or the, the vomit or whatever. But then it's a question of how willing are we to own it and own it now. And so this is where I think training like yours are just incredible. And you've graduated. I mean, you've released graduates like Amber Ray, who's just incredible on stage. And the people who I see on your videos and everything, it's just complete transformation um, of who they are, of their message. And so for everyone listening, what would you say to a woman listening who has a message inside that has to come out but she doesn't know how she doesn't know what to do and um why would she want want to come to your training yeah so it's it's definitely for influencers artists anyone that knows that they have that message you're talking about that fire that purpose and and what really what we offer or why it's important that you come that everyone that is listening uh, comes to our training is because your healing, your freedom, your ownership of your power is available when you open up and allow everyone to see your soul and your heart. So that's that's really like my commitment and our commitment because when everyone is expressing their their truest self and that's through purpose like through career like through what or what message they're putting out there like for me right now i know my message is clearly to share about the fact that i tried to commit suicide because the suicide rate is growing tremendously and it breaks my heart i feel like ugh in my stomach every time i think about that and people need to hear it. People need to hear. I'm sure there's so many people that have tried to commit suicide and they don't talk about it. So then people feel alone. So that creates awareness, freedom, and healing because when we're not sharing, when, when we have things inside of us and we're keeping them there, it creates stress in our body and then that creates sickness and so on i can keep going as far as what it creates and ripples into but it's it's really for everyone that is going to be in front of an audience either on camera or on stage or that wants to and is ready to free themselves mm-hmm. it's it's a freedom that is not really as as obvious in the beginning for us that we so crucially need, (laughs) you know? Uh, So everyone's on social media now. Everyone is on video. If you want to basically succeed in any sort of career, you probably should have video content, you know? People want to connect with what they're buying or the service that they're hiring or or whatever it is, they want a real human being behind it. And so since we're now all most brands are human beings, Mm -hmm. then they need to be able to connect, you know, relationship is the key to everything, selling something to, to love to all of all of the things of this world, really, 
relationship for growth. So that's, that's basically what we offer and why it's important. Mm. And I, and I just want to say that it truly, you can really see a difference. And I think, you know, people who are committed to their authentic selves, just expression of authentic, authentic self. And especially because on social media, it's easy to do, right? I mean, it's still vulnerable, pretty tough to go out there and post an Instagram, you know, story about your vulnerabilities and everything, but it's a completely different thing to go on stage. Right. Mm -hmm. And like Mm -hmm. being in front of real people that I feel like so many of us are hiding behind well, not hiding, but you know what I mean? Social media is one thing. It's online. Even now, I'm like in my little cute apartment talking to <laughs> across the world. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can say whatever. There's no video. Like, you know, I mean, still the message is out there through audio. But being being on stage where people see you, like when an audience is looking at you, it's a completely different experience. And I feel like if you are you and you're ready to share your most vulnerable self and your stories and, you know, an open book, this is what people resonate with. Um, yeah, 100%. You shared something earlier wh- where you were like, it's so much easier. And mm-hmm. I say that a lot. We complicate things so much. We create stress. We create anxiety. Like we choose, we choose anxiety. That's what mm-hmm. I believe because I've coached so many people out of anxiety. Uh, as far as stage fright, I'm not talking about anxiety in general, but as far as stage fright, for sure. Uh, yeah, it, it's, it's something that, that really, I mean, it's called the number one fear in America for a reason beyond death. So when we conquer that fear, when we finally come, like just have the courage to be ourselves, then it's, it's so easy. It feels good. So it's funny what you're saying that on stage, it's a totally different story. It is. And then for some people on stage, it's comfortable because they're connecting with human beings and being on camera is really difficult because it's (laughs) a black hole, they call it. So it's different for everybody. But what, what we've seen is that two types of people come to camera ready. The one that speaks on a lot of stages already but when they're speaking on stage perhaps they're focusing on the perfectionism and they've like memorized the talking points they've they're really like they've mastered their their you know quotes that they're gonna say and where they're gonna hit and where they're gonna pause for the laugh and all of those things but we don't experience their soul fully Mm. And there's the other people that are just that don't have experience on stage and are petrified to get their message on stage or on camera. And, and with them, we work on that confidence. Mm, Love that. And so where can people find more about, I guess your next event is in December, right? Um, Is it in New York? In New York, December 7th to the 9th. And the website is camerready.co. Mm-hmm. And uh, everything you need is on the site. And you can also follow us on at Camera Ready on Instagram. 
Awesome. I'll make sure that this interview goes out before that so that people listen and can sign up and um, get all the juice, Carmina. I highly recommend transformational experience. Um, Hope to get there one day myself. I'm just moving to Australia for the next two years. So, you know, if you guys come to Australia uh, at any point in time in the next two years, I'll come. We probably will. We know so many people out there. When you least yeah. expect it, will be in Australia. Awesome. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And my awesome. Instagram is Coach Carmina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll link to everything, um, you know, all your media accounts and everything so that people can really join and follow you and get some of your magic. Um, to, f- to finish up this interview, Carmina, tell me about some of the people that you follow online that you find inspirational. It's time for tools and resources on Girl Skill. Ooh, yeah. Like I was saying, I'm so grateful and blessed to have so many amazing friends. So really, I follow my really inspiring friends like Amber, Amber mm-hmm. Ray, Lewis Howes, Preston Smiles, and Alexi Panos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very familiar names, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Amber Ray has been on the podcast. I haven't released the episode yet, but we'll, we'll be sure to link to that as well. And what are some of the transformational books that you love to recommend for us to read? Definitely Choose Wonder Over Worry. You yeah. know, Amber was one of my bridesmaids. I love her. Oh, really? So I we're very, very close. Okay. Yeah, we're very close. Love her. Uh, yeah, Choose Wonder Over Worry is definitely a must. And then right now I'm reading Dear Lover by David Data. Oh my God. The, the Way of the Superior Man is like a foundational book for me. I yes. recommend it to everyone. So Dear Lover is for women, right? The- yeah, Dear Lover. And the subtitle is A Woman's Guide to Men, Sex, yes. and Love's Deepest Bliss. Oh, it's beautiful. so good. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Carmina, thank you so much uh, for your presence. Oh, I enjoyed you so much. Yeah, I enjoyed it was you awesome. so much. <laughs> Good luck with everything. I'm sure we'll be in touch. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. All right, girlfriend, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And as usual, please charge your karmic energy by leaving a review on iTunes. I'd be very grateful and messaging me and being like, oh my God, Anna, this episode was amazing. Um, (laughs) But also please share it with a girlfriend who perhaps, you know, is looking for her way in the world, which so many women today are, and perhaps is, you know, is searching for some answers that Carmina answers on the show. Um, And... I'm like, answers, answers. And uh, yeah, I, I find this episode um, very inspiring, very motivating. And uh, Carmina's energy is incredible. She's a woman of depth. And these are the women that I'm going to bring more and more on the podcast. So you can share this episode straight from your podcasting app or just uh, direct them to girlskill.com slash 83. And girlskill.com slash 83 is where you'll find all the show notes, links to everything Carmina men- mentioned, her Instagram and uh, all the books and people that she mentions. All right. Have an amazing uh, week running with the wolves. (laughs) And I'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Girl Skill. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcatcher to never miss an episode. And never forget that your version of success is uniquely yours to live and experience. Until next time, let's continue redefining female success together. Girlskill.com. Female success redefined. Redefined.